0: THK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines, the government slams as ridiculous. Reports from Washington and London criticizing the state of affairs in the SAR. Hong Kong begins welcoming back residents who've been stranded by travel bans on nine countries with 2,000 or more expected today. And Shanghai moves into the second phase of its lockdown, although daily infection numbers show signs of easing. The SAR government has dismissed reports by the U.S. and British authorities on Hong Kong. Vicky Wong has details.
1: In a statement, a government spokesman said that the authorities did not agree with concerns raised by the British Foreign Office's six-monthly report into Hong Kong and the U.S.'s 2022 Hong Kong Policy Act report. The SAR government said allegations made in both reports against the authorities concerning the Legislative Council election, the national security law, judicial independence and press freedom were unfounded and ridiculous. The spokesman said the HKSAR government urges foreign countries to stop interfering into the internal affairs of China through Hong Kong affairs. In the UK report, the British Foreign Secretary Liz Truss said alternative voices in the SAR's executive legislature, civil society and media have been all but extinguished with no space left for meaningful political debate.
0: Meanwhile, the Chinese embassy in London said it strongly opposed the British report and questioned why the UK continued to publish it. In a statement, it accused Britain of repeatedly using the Sino-British Joint Declaration to criticize Beijing's policy on the SAR and make groundless accusations about the Hong Kong administration's governance. Hong Kong residents who've been stranded for months in nine territories have begun arriving back in the SAR after the lifting of travel curbs this morning. More than 2,000 people are expected to land on flights from cities such as London, Sydney and Kathmandu. Several flights are coming in from Manila. This student was one of the first to arrive from the Philippine capital. She was glad to reunite with her family, but said the trip was more expensive than usual. I've been waiting for the entire 2020, 2022 so far. I had planned to come here December of last year, but has been delayed until now. I don't know. I
1: feel anxious, but I feel really happy. I get to see faces I haven't seen in a long time.
0: Speaking on RTHK's Money Talk program, businessman Alan Zeman, a member of the airport authority, said he was hopeful that the lifting of the ban was a first step towards a wider opening up. Everything goes smoothly with the residents returning home first. I think um, the government has on the horizon to slowly start to open up for the international flights, similar to how she, like she's done for April 21st, where uh, restaurants, gyms can open up, and then uh, May 21st, uh, the bars, clubs, other premises can open up, and hopefully by June, if everything, is, the numbers continue low and infection rates are low, that uh, we'll be back back in business. Shanghai authorities have reported a small drop in local COVID cases as its 10-day lockdown moves into its second phase. Jimmy Choi reports.
1: Shanghai had been expected to lift the lockdown east of the Huangpu River this morning. Instead, it announced that the curbs would be lifted in phases, depending on how many cases had been found in the neighbourhood. However, the lockdown was extended to the area west of the river, Pu as planned. It will remain in place for five days. City authorities reported 368 local symptomatic cases and 4,144 asymptomatic cases, compared to 355 symptomatic and 5,298 asymptomatic cases yesterday. Shanghai health officials have promised to speed up testing and called for understanding. They're also stepping up checks on people leaving the city from tomorrow. Travellers will have to show proof that they tested negative in the previous 24 hours or face being turned back at airports, ports, railway stations and on highways. An infectious
0: diseases expert says relying on rapid at-home tests may mean as many as 15% of COVID infections are missed. Joseph Chang from the Medical Association says rapid antigen tests were not sensitive enough to pick up early stage infections. The government said yesterday that it planned to ask all residents to take a self-test after it distributes kits to all households. But Dr. Chang told an RTHK program that people may not report their results. We know some of our friends may not report their positive results to authorities, especially those who are fully vaccinated. They don't see the incentive to report the results, as it would not affect their vaccine pass. Of course, we don't encourage that, but it's clear that you won't be able to find out how many people are infected with COVID in Hong Kong through rapid tests. But no doubt, if everyone follows the government's instructions, you will be able to find the group of people who are most infectious. Another infectious disease expert, Hopak pak Leung, from the University of Hong Kong, told Commercial Radio people should not worry about a single inaccurate result, as most would take several rapid tests. He said the Center for Health Protection had calculated that about 1.4 percent of positive tests reported to it were false positive. Dr. Ho said he expected fewer than 5 percent of tests territory wide would be positive in line with the results of recent lockdown testing exercises. A risk consultant says police have had difficulty filling vacancies since the 2019 social unrest when they were on the front lines of tackling anti-government protesters. Steve Vickers, CEO of Steve Vickers & Associates, says it's smart to widen the pool of recruits to outside of Hong Kong. He was commenting after the force announced that permanent residents could apply for police jobs without having lived here for at least seven years. Mr. Vickers said in the current economic climate, people might be looking for a more secure job, or the iron rice bowl.
1: It'll bring people with different experiences, maybe better language skills if they're being picked up from universities.
0: Four people have been injured in a fire at a subdivided flat in Yamate. Firefighters say they were called to Sing On building on Temple Street shortly after half past seven this morning. A man and a woman inside the sixth floor home suffered burns, while another man and woman were hurt after a suspected fall while trying to escape from a window. The blaze was put out in about 15 minutes. Overseas, the Russian... Russian pre- uh, President Vladimir Putin has threatened to stop contracts for Russian get natural gas supplies to Europe unless customers switch to payments in rubles. In a video address, Mr. Putin said the steps have been taken because the financial system of Western countries was being used as a weapon, and it made no sense to use foreign currencies as Russian assets in dollars and euros have been frozen.
1: If such
0: If such payments are not made, we will consider this a default on the part of buyers, with all the ensuing consequences. Nobody sells us anything for free, and we are not going to do charity either.
1: That is, existing contracts will be stopped.
0: The U.S. President Joe Biden has ordered the release of one million barrels of oil per day from the nation's strategic petroleum reserve for six months. It's a bid to control energy prices that have spiked after the United States and allies imposed steep sanctions on Russia over its attack on Ukraine. Mr. Biden was speaking at a news conference. As Russian oil comes off the global market, supply of oil drops and prices are rising. Now, Putin's price hike is hitting Americans at the pump, which which brings me to the first part of my plan. To immediately increase the supply of oil. Our prices are rising because of Putin's action. There isn't enough supply. And the bottom line is, if we want lower gas prices, we need to have more oil supply right now. British intelligence says Russia is redeploying some of its forces from Georgia to Ukraine. The Ministry of Defense in London said between 1,200 and 2,000 Russian troops were being reorganized into three battalion tactical groups, which include troops, air defense and artillery. On Thursday, NATO said Moscow was redeploying some of its forces to reinforce its operations in the eastern Donbass region of Ukraine. A warning echoed by the Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky, in his latest video address. In the Donbass, in Mariupol, and in the direction of Kharkiv, Russian troops are accumulating their offensive potential, powerful offensives. We will defend ourselves. We will do everything to stop the occupiers and cleanse our land of their wicked and absurd chimeras. The Pakistani Prime Minister Imran Khan has refused to resign ahead of a no-confidence vote in the country's National Assembly on Sunday. Mr. Khan has lost his majority in parliament after the MQM party, his main ally, withdrew support from the government. In a speech to The Nation, Mr. Khan described the current political situation as a defining moment and strongly rejected calls that he should step down. People said to me, Imran Khan, you resign. I should resign?
1: i played cricket for 20 years. Those who play cricket with me, the cricketing world, knows that I fight to the last ball. I've never accepted defeat in my life. Whatever the result of the vote, I'll come forward with more strength.
0: The United Nations says international donors have pledged 2.4 billion U.S. dollars for Afghanistan, just over half the amount it requested. The pledge came after the U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres said Afghans were selling their children to ward off hunger. Achim Steiner, the administrator of the UN Development Programme, explained the international response.
1: There is no question that uh, the war in Ukraine has obviously um, affected the priorities, the focus of of many countries. And it is, I think, also um, very understandable, the humanitarian suffering that we have seen over the last few weeks. That's one part. The other part is clearly the leadership, the de facto authorities in Afghanistan uh, have with announcements over the last few days um, also made it more difficult for the international community to engage. I'm thinking of the reversal of the decision to allow girls to attend secondary schools.
0: A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 21,797. That's 199 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $50 billion. In currencies, a U.S. dollar will buy you 122.47 yen. The euro stands at one U.S. dollar and 10 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 28 cents. Turning to sports and going into tonight's draw for the World Cup finals in Qatar. The head of world football, Gianni Infantino, had told the BBC that the much-talked-about human rights reform in the country is a constant process. We know that we have a responsibility. We know that uh, we take this responsibility very seriously as well. And, uh, you know, it's a process that is it's, uh, it's never-ending, you know. It's never, we're never satisfied. English Premier League football clubs will be able to make five substitutions in each game from next season after shareholders agreed to change the rules. Five subs were introduced across the game in May 2020 after the shutdown caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. Clubs then voted against keeping the rule for the compressed 2020-2021 campaign. That decision has caused unnecessary injuries to players, according to the Leicester City boss, Brendan Rodgers. Been able to make five it has allowed us to take players off who were maybe suffering, especially in a season like what's been for ourselves this year. It's been like, having a uh, you know an arm behind your back at times where I'd have loved to have made the extra couple of subs to to help a player recover. Instead, he's had to stay on and, and has got injured. One of, the, one of those injuries is the Nigerian international, Wilfred Ndidi. The midfielder will sit out the rest of the season with a knee problem. Staying with football, Arsenal are out of the Women's European Champions League. They lost 2-0 away to Wolfsburg. The German side progressed 3-1 on aggregate. More from the BBC's Vicky Sparks.
1: Arsenal's hopes of the treble then are over for this campaign, as they were deservedly beaten by a very good Wolfsburg side. Jill Rod, the former Arsenal player, put Wolfsburg ahead inside nine minutes in a first half that they utterly dominated. Arsenal improved slightly after the break, but Leah Williamson's unfortunate own goal, with 17 minutes left, diverting across into her own net, set the seal on Wolfsburg's win. Arsenal did hit the woodwork twice in quick succession after that and saw a late penalty shout turned down as well. But in truth, they were second best, as British interest in the Women's Champions League was ended for another season.
0: Wolfsburg will face defending champions Barcelona in the last four. The other semi-final tie is with all French affair between Lyon and Paris Saint-Germain. Lyon progressed after beating Juventus 3-1 on the night, 4-3 on aggregate. In tennis, Japan's Naomi Osaka will face world number one Iga Swatek in the women's singles final at the Miami Open. Osaka booked her place in the final by beating Belinda Benchik, coming back from a set down to win 4-6, 6-3, 6-4. Swatek beat Jessica Pagula, 6-2, 7-5. There's been a shock in the men's quarterfinals. Russia's Daniil Medvedev is out. He was beaten by Poland's Hubert Herkatz, 7-6, 6-3. And looking at the weather, becoming appreciably cooler, cloudy with a few rain patches. Temperatures in the urban areas will fall to about 16 degrees at night and a couple of degrees lower in the new territories. Fresh east to northeasterly winds, strong offshore and on high ground, becoming northerlies. The outlook, windy with occasional rain. Tomorrow, temperatures will drop further to a minimum of around 13 degrees. The weather will improve During the day on Sunday, temperature right now, 20 degrees Celsius, relative humidity, 87 percent. And that's your news from RTHK. never seen.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 Show with me, Sadia Usmani. After 1.30, news of another exciting, exciting exhibition at the A&N Gallery. Caesar, Transgressing the Seated Body is a solo exhibition of 10 paintings by Mizuki